chill. Read the book of Revelations for yourself. Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. I Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, March 30th, 2016, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. Coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is The Zero Hour. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we come humbly before your throne this day. Lord God, we thank you for the, this time that we're living in here in the last days at 11.59 and split seconds, just before the imminent return of your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior and Holy Spirit. We ask that you'd have your way in this day and do that which you have prepared to send the word of the Lord God out through the digital airwaves today around the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world. As you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we begin our show for today, this first piece is a great example of just how the Lord God works differently with each one of us when showing us the things that are still yet to come. I really love the unique way the Lord presented this prophetic piece to a gentleman named David Dowdy, of which was posted yesterday, March 29th, 2016, to Z3news.com website titled, No Time Left for the American Woman, of which Mr. Dowdy begins by saying, on April 30th, 2015, I had been at a Thursday morning prayer meeting where we had been in deep prayer about America. As I was jogging home, I continued to ask God for a revival in this country. The word of the Lord came to me as I ran. She's come undone. There is no time left for the American woman. At this point, Mr. Dowdy states that 
as a classic rock fan, this word had instant meaning. The message referred to three Guess Who songs from the late 60s to the early 70s. When I got to my law office that morning, I looked up the lyrics. The songs hold a very sobering message for America. She's come undone. She did not know what she was headed for. And when I found out what she was headed for, it was too late. It's too late. She's gone too far. She's lost the son. And he put S-O-N after the S-U-N. Too many churches and not enough truth. Too many people and not enough eyes to see. It is too late. She's gone too far. She's lost the son and the S-O-N, my friends. There's no time left for you. No time left for you. There's no time left for you. No time left for you. American woman gonna mess your mind. American woman gonna mess your mind. My friends, I looked up the word mess and it means chaos. I'm going to put your mind in chaos is what the Lord is saying here. It says, American woman, stay away from me. American woman, mama, let me be. Don't come a-hanging around my door. I don't want to see your face no more. Mr. Daddy continues by stating that there is no time left for the United States. We are over the tipping point. Judgment is coming upon us as surely as it did on Jerusalem back in Jeremiah's day. Mr. Daddy further states that Randy Bachman, a member of the Canadian band, guess who, wrote the lyrics to Undone after seeing a woman at a party who had overdosed on acid. That's pretty apt description of our country, he says. We've come undone. We're like an overdosed woman phased and dazed on drugs, passed out to the spiritual warnings that are flashing. Too many churches and not enough truth. Those words could not be more prophetic, says Mr. Dowdy, who goes on to say that the song, American Woman, has an interesting story behind it as well. The band was jamming in Ontario when its lead singer, Burton Cummings, ad-libbing some lyrics that spontaneously came to into his mind. Fortunately for them, someone in the audience had a tape recorder, They felt that the song had been given to them. American Woman stayed at number one for three weeks in 1970. Mr. Dowdy continues by sharing that in discussing the meaning of the song, co-writer Jim Kale said, John Lennon once said that the meaning of all songs comes after they are recorded. Someone else has to interpret them. Mr. Dowdy, Mr. Dowdy's response to that, my friends, was it doesn't take much interpretation to read the meaning in these songs for our late great nation. The American woman has come undone. There is no time left for her. On May 19th, 2015, I had a dream, says Mr. Dowdy, with more musical connotations, with yet another doom message for America. He says that in the dream, I was in a dark setting. The sky was black and red. People were killing one another in front of me. I saw a person, a famous celebrity, stabbed in the mouth with a pitchfork. This scene of utter destruction and murder was something that I had seen before in a dream. 
this is just like what I had dreamed. I thought as I watched the chaos. Mr. Dowdy further said that as I viewed the apocalyptic vision, the song, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down by the band, was playing in the background. In the winter of 65, we were hungry, just barely alive. By May the 10th, Richmond had fell. It's timed, I, It's a time I remember oh so well, the night they drove old Dixie down, and the bells were ringing the night they drove old Dixie down, and the people were singing, and they were singing, na-na-la-na-na-la. The song, he says, details the terrible aftermath of the civil, civil war when Richmond, the capital of the South, fell to the Union forces. Mr. Dowdy then comments that it, it's a beautiful song of great sadness for the perspective from the perspective of the defeated Confederates. It signifies the coming destruction and sorrow of America's fall. As I watched with complete grief filling my soul, the word of the Lord came to me, quote, judgment draweth nigh. Every word I have spoken shall come to pass. And on that mournful note, my friends, I'll be right back after the break to spotlight some of the dark events that may well be just around the corner. Resurrection 
dead he's surely alive he's living on the inside roaring like a lion in my life he is how about yours okay my friends the day after tomorrow which in itself sounds like a movie we will be heading into the fourth month of this year called 2016 which is the month of april on the u.s calendar and aside from god's not dead too beginning in theaters nationwide april 1st go see it my friends you won't want to miss it there is something that most people are not aware of in this, that April 9th, 2016 will mark, listen up my friends, the first day of the first month on the biblical calendar, which is the month of Nisan. This month is noted as being the seventh month on the Jewish civil calendar or secular calendar, but on God's prophetic calendar, or shall we there again say biblical calendar, it is the beginning of a new prophetic year, according to God. And my friends, we must remember that the Lord God has already slated the year of 2016 as being the year of black days ahead the Lord God as well, at the beginning of the year, conveyed to me by way of the small, still voice of his Holy Spirit that after Passover, everything is going to change, of which I have shared with you here on the show as late as last Wednesday, March 23rd, 2016. Five days after the beginning of Nisan, my friends, on the 14th day of the month, will mark the eve of the celebration of Passover, which begins at sundown on April 21st, 2016, on our calendar. And due to the timing of Passover this year, the true date of the remembrance of the Lord Jesus Christ being raised from the dead by the Lord God will fall on the following Monday, April 25th, 2016, which is marked by the 17th day of Nisan, as it always is. Now, some of you may as well remember that I shared with you recently that some are expecting to see the beginning of a dramatic change in our stock market to begin on or near that date as well. 
While only time will tell what the Lord God will allow, there are many other things that are headed our way at some point in time. One of those things to come is, shall we say, a Paris or Brussels-style terror attack or attacks. With the thought, my friends, with that thought in mind, let us now take a look at another piece found on Z3News.com, posted March 23rd, which was our last Wednesday, by Denica Alston, titled, Muslim Women Dispersing Bombs in Major Cities Across America, in which Ms. Alston begins by stating that on March 21st, 2016, she says, I was troubled by a strange dream in which I was closely watching two Muslim women preparing to disperse bombs across America. She then says that, there, that they were dressed in dark gray headscarves and full body length shawls. They appeared to be in an empty garage or an old empty warehouse. They were loading several tan and olive colored military backpacks with explosives. I understood they were planning to strategically place them throughout major cities in our nation. They planned to detonate them in a staggered fashion over a period of minutes or hours. After watching them, I immediately tried to call everyone I knew to warn them, but most were uninterested. I remembered being nervous about using my cell phone because I knew that they planned to detonate the bombs in the bags with cell phones. So I was concerned my phone might detonate one of the bombs in the city before I could get anyone to come help. Then someone else, not one of the Muslim women, said to me, Let's go downtown into the city of Atlanta. My friends, keep Atlanta in mind because it's going to come up again. She said, I replied, no, I did not want to go downtown because I wasn't sure exactly where the terrorists had placed the bombs geographically in the city. I also wasn't sure where each bomb was scheduled to go off. She, she says, just before going on, my friends, to say... So then this person said, I'll just go to Washington, D.C. then. Again, I said, no, they placed bombs there too. Then I woke up. My friends, what she has to say next is truly chilling and is that this was at about 2 a.m. Eastern time. Little did I know there were actual terror attacks going on in Europe at the very moment I was having this dream. I have not been following ISIS attacks, she said, so I was surprised to wake up and feel like I was still dreaming. Miss Alston goes on to say, I believe this was a warning to America that ISIS has not forgotten us. They are preparing a day ahead. Some call it zero hour in which they will all come together to wage war on America in one day. Miss Alston further stated that I also found it interesting in my dream that they were using women to prepare the bombs in backpacks. I was also reminded about the mysterious prepaid 
cell phone purchases at Walmarts all across the country several months ago. Prepaid cell phones can be programmed to detonate homemade bombs, just like what I saw in my dream, she said. Miss Alston ends by saying that it was very troubling to hear about the attacks in Europe. America will be next if we don't turn to God. My friends, I do believe that we as a nation are about to reap the judgment of God, especially when you consider all that has been thus far shared in today's show, along with some other warnings that have come over the past few years as given to different people in my very own family, such as in the late 1990s, my husband, Pastor Tom, had a prophetic dream where he and I were outside on the patio of a federal building in downtown Phoenix, Arizona, when all of a sudden he caught sight of a female suicide bomber getting ready to carry out a bombing. At that time, my friends, we had never heard of a female suicide bombing. In nineteen late 1990s, we were not even thinking about suicide bombings. 9-11 had not happened yet. In 2002, as I walked across the lobby of my hotel when visiting Jerusalem, Israel, the Lord God spoke a prophetic word to me via the small, still voice of his Holy Spirit, which was that, quote, hotel bombings and suicide bombings are coming to America. Then, in a dream on April 9th, 2013, I was driving on a six-lane freeway when suddenly we came to a complete stop and were being herded onto a two-lane road, both lanes going the same direction. The traffic was gridlocked, so we got out of our cars and suddenly the scene changed. I then found myself on a city street sidewalk where I began to think, while looking at an ash-encrusted cement fence or barrier along the edge of the curb, that I had been to this place before. My thought was that I remembered seeing this cement fence when it was in pristine shape. But at the same time that I was thinking that I had been to this place, well, I was thinking that I had been to this place, that I was seeing in my dream, I was as well thinking in my dream, I've never been to this place. As I continued to walk down the sidewalk and looked at the ash-encrusted cement fence, suddenly the ground beneath my feet began to roll about two to three feet above ground level. I began to think as I rocked back and forth as if I was on a surfboard that I might fall into a sinkhole. At the same time, I began to feel the distress of what people will be feeling when the next big thing happens that will rock our world as a whole. What I am saying is that the feeling that the Lord allowed me to feel was the feeling of it being a time of every man for himself. I could not see people around me. I could not put my hand out to save someone or put my hand out to reach the hand of another person to stabilize myself. As all of this was taking place, I noticed a plexiglass fence on the other side of the street, of which I saw two to three black Doberman pinchers looking at what was going on on my side of the street, and the look on their faces was as if they were saying sadly, Oh, I wonder what will happen. Right after noticing them, I observed 
a military tank sitting in the middle of the street, and it too was encrusted with ash. End of dream. What I got out of this dream is as follows. Number one, I found out the following Monday that the reason I thought I had been to the place in the dream is because it was most likely the finish line of the Boston Marathon, where Monday, April 15th, 2013, there were twin bombings. Three people dead and 174 injured. And I had been to that place before, my friends. In other words, it was America's first street suicide bombing, of which the Lord spoke to me about in February to March of 2002, there again, while I was in Israel, and said that hotel bombings and suicide bombings are coming to America. Number two, the other thing that took place in the dream, uh, the other things that are to take place in the dream are yet to come to pass. The ash-encrusted cement fence and tank Why were they ash-encrusted? Why was a tank in the middle of the road in the first place? B, the rolling ground represents a multitude of things that are now taking place behind the scenes and things that are yet to take place, both in the physical in regards to earthquakes, wars, and volcanic activity, and in the spiritual realm in regards to plagues and judgment being allowed by the Lord God upon this present godless and ungodly nation and world at large. The feeling of every man for himself that the Lord allowed me to experience is the anguish that people are and will be going through as these things, as we know them in the world, collapse, both in the financial sector sector, and in the personal lives of people in general. Now... On to the night of February 27, 2015, where our son, James, had a prophetic dream which began with the small, still voice of the Holy Spirit whispering, Live like you're dying. Now, that was a ministry note to his life, and he knows what that means, but I still think it has a general meaning as well. And this is where you need to listen up, my friends, because I told you something would be coming up. And here it is. As he drifted off to sleep, he began to have a dream in which he was driving down a freeway near Atlanta, Georgia. As he drove, he began to notice smoke and flames billowing up over the tops of the high-rise buildings in Atlanta, which seemed to encompass the entire perimeter of the city. As he continued driving, all of a sudden he began to see large firearms, such as those that you would see mounted on a ship, began to come up out of the middle of the freeway. End of dream. My friends, three Shemitahs, or seven-year cycles, appointed by the Lord God, have come and gone. At the Shemitah ending in September 2001, America received her first fierce warning from the Lord God, which was manifest by way of the brain-numbing events of 9-11. But it failed to produce that which the Lord God had so hoped that it would, which was to turn the hearts of his people and those who would come to the Lord God.
At the end of the Shemitah year, which culminated in September of 2008, America received her second painful and very costly warning, along with the rest of the world, which came by way of two great and far-reaching devastations. The first in the first in, came in the form of a worldwide systemic financial collapse, which began in America and encompassed the entire globe, of which no nation has ever recovered from to this very day. The second devastation was inflicted by way of the 2008 election of a president that has for two terms laid waste not only to America uh, as a people, and nation, but has as well poisoned every nation on earth in some way and fashion. Finally, we have the Shemitah year that just ended in September of 2015, which resulted in America's third and final warning to turn from their sin, both as a people and a nation. But long before September of 2015 rolled around, my friends, back in the sixth month of the year, on the 26th day of the month of June, the leaders of this once blessed by the one and only true and living God creator of all things, for the third time, for the third and final time, spit in the name, in the face of God by enacting the homosexual so-called marriage bill. And as if that wasn't bad enough, coming soon and very soon in April of 2016, New York City, of all places, is going to allow the construction of a replica of the arch from the Temple of Baal. All of which will end in tragedy beyond human comprehension for this nation called America as well as for the rest of the nations of this present world. Let us for a moment take a peek at Michael Schneider's piece, who is author of End of the American Dream Concerning the Temple of Baal, which is dated March 29, 2016, and titled, Listen up very closely, my friends, because this is where things are going to change after Passover. April 19th, the title, April 19th, Temple of Baal in New York is going up same day the blood sacrifice to the beast begins, of which Mr. Snyder warningly begins by stating, I am about to share, I am about to share with you some absolutely astonishing information. It turns out that the exact day when the reproductions of the arch that stood in front of the Temple of Baal are going to be erected in Times Square in New York and Trafalgar Square in London is also the exact day when a very important occult festival related to the worship of Baal, begins. Mr. Snyder continues by sharing that April 19th is the first day of a 13-day period of time known as the blood sacrifice to the beast that culminates on the high occult holy day, or shall we say unholy day, of Beltane on May 1st, 
He further stated that in some parts of the world, Beltane is much better known as May Day, and it has been described as the Illuminati's second most sacred holiday. He added that, as you will see below, we have indeed witnessed a disturbing series of blood sacrifices during the second half of April in recent years. And many people wonder if there is a connection. After Passover, everything will change, my friends. He says that April 19th is also known as the Festival of Moloch. If you are not familiar with Moloch or Moloch, it is an ancient Canaanite god that is repeatedly denounced in the Old Testament. Child sacrifice was a key feature of the worship of Moloch. And a giant statue of this pagan deity is set up at the Bohemian Grove in Northern California every year. And that's another story, my friends. I did a show on that many years ago. Mr. Snyder, next Mr. Snyder's next question is, is it a coincidence that the reproduction of the arch that stood in front of the Temple of Baal in Pimera, Syria, are going up in New York and London on the precise day when the Feast of Molech is celebrated and when the blood sacrifice to the beast begins? The organization in charge of this cultural project is the Institute for Digital Archaeology. He states that the following comes directly from their website. On April 19, 2016, in cooperation with the National and International Cultural Heritage Preservation Organizations, and in conjunction with World Heritage Week, 2016, the Institute for Digital Archaeology will install a monumental scale reconstruction of Plymera's triumphant arch on uh, Trafalgar Square. Though this project and others like it scheduled through 2016 in cities Uh, cities both inside and outside the Middle East, the IDA seeks to provide an optimistic and constructive response to the ongoing threats to history and heritage that have captured the headlines over the past year. Our aim is to highlight the potential for the triumph of a human, triumph of human ingenuity ingenuity over violence by offering an innovative technology driven option for the stewardship of objects and architectural or architecture from our shared past. Mr. Snyder once again picks up here by asking, are we to believe that this date was chosen at random? It is just some of the some of the weird Accident. It, it is just some sort of weird accident, he says, that the data that they decided on, the date that they decided on, begins a 13-day period time when exceedingly significant worship of Baal begins. Mr. Schneider further points out that April 19th through May 1st, 
blood sacrifice to the beast is the most critical 13-day period. Fire sacrifice is required on April 19th. April 19th is the first day of the 13-day satanic ritual day relating to fire, the fire god, Baal, or Moloch, or Nimrod, the sun god, also known as the Roman god, Saturn, Satan, or the devil, my friends. Mr. Schneider continues by stating that this day is a major human sacrifice day demanding fire sacrifice with the emphasis on children. This day is one of the most important human sacrifice days and as such has had some very important historic events occur on this day. And as I mentioned above, says Mr. Schneider, we have indeed witnessed some very noteworthy blood sacrifices during the second half of the month of April over the past few decades. The following list of events that have happened on or around April 19th, comes from vigilant citizens. April 19th, 1993, Waco Massacre, an FBI assault led to the burning down of the compound of a sect named Branch Davidian, killing 76 men, women, and children. April 19th, 1995, Oklahoma City bombing, 168 people killed. April 20th, 1999, which I might as well add is the day of Hitler's birthday, my friends. Columbine High School Massacre, 13 murdered, 21 injured. April 16th, 2007, Virginia Tech Massacre, 32 killed, 17 injured. April 15th, 2013, Boston Marathon Explosions, 3 killed, 107 injured. In addition, the writer says, let's not forget that Tamerlan Sarnia, who was one of the Boston Marathon bombers, was shot to death on April 19th. And the explosion and fire on the deep water horizon took place on April 20th. At this point, Mr. Snyder states, I also wanted to note that since 2016 is a leap year, April 20th will be the 111th day of the year, and triple numbers are considered to be power dates in the occult world. He further states that this 13-day period, which began on April 19th, culminates with the high occult unholy, as I call it, day of Beltane on May 1st. In recent years, this occult holiday has experienced a tremendous resurgence, especially in Europe. I guess that's why they're getting bombed now, my friends. The origin of Beltane can be traced all the way back to the worship of Baal in the ancient Middle East. The following, he says, comes from examiner.com. Beltane begins April 30th at sundown and lasts until sunrise on May 1st. Beltane is the opposite of Halloween on the satanic calendar, as Halloween is a time of reaping while Beltane is a time of rebirth. This Holiday is a time to celebrate fertility. Do I hear Eshtar out there somewhere? 
indulgence, the rebirth of spring, and the Semiramin god, Bel. This is where the name Beltane originated. FYI, my friends, Beltane means bright one or bright fire. And I wonder if it's where we got the word butane, because that's very close, and it's about fire. Before any real celebration, celebrating took place, says TheExaminer.com, wood from nine different types of trees gathered and a sacred grid was made. The grid was created by drawing a square on the ground and dividing it into eight similar squares. Turf from the eight outer squares were dug out, leaving the ninth square intact. The Beltane fire symbolized the central hearth of the community, the divine fire in the center of all things, and the spark of life within mankind. Whatever. Beltane celebrations were celebrated in the nude with orgy-type sex and without shame. So... uh, celebrators would dance around the maypole, which stood as a phallic symbol. Couples would pair up, jump through the bonfire, and have sex in the woods all night after an intense feasting. And as I discussed in my article the other day, says Mr. Snyder, the worship of Bel is traced all the way back to an ancient king of Babylon that is known as known in the Semiramin sources as Emirker, but is also known in the Bible as Nimrod. He established the very first new world order in the ancient world, and he fundamentally changed the course of human history. After he passed away, this ancient king of Babylon eventually came to be worshipped as a sun god under a whole host of different names, Murdoch, Osiris, uh, Apollo, etc. Many secret societies and cult groups believe that someday this ancient deity will be resurrected and will once again take his place as the ruler of the world. And many Christian scholars, he says, are entirely convinced that there is some sort of connection between the ancient figure of Nimrod and the coming Antichrist. So it is just, so is it just a coincidence, says Mr. Snyder, that we are erecting arches for this ancient deity in New York and London on a date that is exceedingly significant for those that worship this ancient deity? Could it be possible that there is more to these gateways that that are being constructed than we are being told? Could it possibly be that we are laying out giant welcome signs for the Antichrist? Mr. Snyder continues by saying that we have entered a period of time known in the Bible as the last days. In fact, this is the focus of my new book, he says. If you think that what you have read in this article is a bit strange, well, the truth is that you haven't seen anything yet. From this point forward, things are going to get much, much stranger, ultimately, The world that we live in is going to come to resemble 
something out of a post-apocalyptic science fiction novel. Mr. Snyder ends by saying, so enjoy the remaining days of normal life as we have all come to know it. Our world is rapidly changing. After Passover, everything will change. And those changes will soon become extremely dramatic, he says. With that said, my friends, we as a nation now await this doom, whether most people realize it or not. Why, you ask? Because unlike the last two Shemitah warnings, we are at this point almost four months into this year called 2016 of which the Lord God has already mandated as the year of black days ahead and have not seen the mighty hand of the judgment of the Lord God fall in and on this nation to its full extent. We have seen a lot of flooding and different things like that, my friends, and tornado damage, but there's more. As it is just about getting ready to happen. Remember, my friends, the Lord God has stated by way of his prophetic word and Holy Spirit that after Passover, everything will change. My friends, I cannot stress to you enough that there truly is a zero hour coming that was prepared for such a time as this even before the foundations of this present world were ever laid. In the news, it has been described in this manner, dating clear back to last year on May 18, 2015, and was found in the Middle Eastern news publication called El Arabia News, of which had this to say, Twitter users alleging to be ISIS supporters have posted Photos of notes showing the group's logo with messages warning of the countdown till the zero hour. Near famous Italian landmarks, British media reported on Sunday. This short but powerful and telling article goes on to say, my friends, that one threatening image shows a mass, a message in Arabic reading, quote, Islamic State in Rome. We are in your streets with Romans with Rome's Colosseum seen as the backdrop, while others show what appears to be Italian emergency service vehicles and train stations. Another image reads Islamic State in Rome now observing and locating for the target, waiting for the zero hour, according to the Daily Mail. As the images emerge circulating on Twitter in recent weeks, Libya intelligence claimed that ISIS, get this, my friends, and this is what they're talking about continuously, is exploiting the Mediterranean refugee emergency to send its fighters into Central Europe, as reported by the BBC. The refugee emergency offered resettlement places across Europe under the emergency summit crisis package that was agreed on by the EU leaders in, guess where? Brussels, on April 23rd, 2015. I guess that backfired on them, didn't it? 
There has been a growing fear of ISIS militants taking advantage of the migrants that are crossing the Mediterranean to send fighters to Europe. Well, my friends, obviously they did, they have, and they still are sending them. They are preparing for just as they have said, the zero hour, in which they plan to perpetrate synchronized attacks in selected major cities across America and elsewhere in the world, I'm sure. My friends, the most important question is in this hour, are you prepared spiritually for the unimaginable devastation that is just about to without further warning because we have already been warned to hit this nation called America. My friends, if the Lord Jesus Christ is not your Savior, I can assuredly answer the question for you. And the answer is a resounding, no, you are not ready. My friends, each day, this country as a whole is coming closer and closer to complete and utter annihilation. The world in which we now live in has a beginning and will soon meet its end. For the Lord God has set his signature upon it to be so. The question once again is, where will you find yourself at the end of time as we have known it? Because, my friends, we are almost certainly, as a nation, headed for catastrophic failure, which is to say a sudden and total failure from which recovery is impossible. It is as well said that catastrophic failure, failures often lead to cascading system failure. The term is most commonly used for structural failures, but has often been used and extended to many other disciplines where total and irrecoverable loss occurs. For that reason, my friends, the Lord God commissioned the penning of the following words to be heeded by all of mankind, of which state that we should as Isaiah 55, 6 through 13 commands us to do, when Isaiah begins by saying, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not hither, but watereth the earth, And make it bring forth the bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return into me void, says the Lord God, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper 
in the thing whereunto I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. My friends, today is the day of salvation. As the Lord just said, call upon him while he still may be found. And for that reason, in Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 22, Jesus gives all who will come this invitation when he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. The door is the door of your heart. If any man hears my voice, Jesus said, and opens the door of your heart, my friends, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. I, to him, Jesus said, that overcome, I will grant to set with me in my throne, which means power, my friends, even as I, Jesus said, also overcame and am set down with my father in his power. He that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. My friends, you know, the moment before it happens, you have no need of the Lord in your life. But suddenly, when you find yourself in one of these situations, such as what happened in France or in uh, Brussels, my friends, suddenly your mind's going to go in many different directions. You're going to be in total chaos. But for those who know their Lord God, they will be calmed by the small, still voice of God's Holy Spirit, for they are his children. My friends, it's a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that you need to seek. Because if you don't have one, as I said earlier, when these things come upon the earth, the Lord God has said in his words, in his word in the Bible, that men's hearts will fail them for that which they see coming upon the earth. Because, my friends, it has never been seen before, nor after its passing shall ever be seen again. So today, the Lord says, is the day of salvation. If you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Savior, your way of escape, my friends, from the wrath of God that is soon to be poured out without measure upon this earth, upon the Antichrist, when he shows up out here, he's already around, but when he shows his face, he'll be in the second three and a half years of the Great Tribulation, which is the outpouring of God's wrath without measure, my friends, and you don't want to be here for that. There is no such thing as a post-trib, my friends. The Lord God comes in the rapture. It is the unseen to the world at large, whisking away of the bride of Christ. Those who are ready, watching, and waiting 
upon the Lord are the bride of Christ, my friends. Those that are ready at any time he calls are the bride of Christ, my friends. The guest will be those who are left behind for a period of time that never heard on this side of the rapture that the Lord Jesus Christ was the only way of salvation. And on that side of the rapture, during the time of great tribulation, will, if they receive the Lord Jesus Christ, will have their heads chopped off for it. But to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord if you belong to him, my friends. Jesus told us not to fear him who can kill the body and do nothing more, but to fear him that when he has killed the body can cast into hell, which is God, my friends. Don't be on the wrong side of the Lord God because it's for all eternity. So, my friends, today, if you're uh, backslidden, it's time to get back on the straight and narrow path with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Kick, the, kick Satan to the curve and say, I'm not listening to your lies anymore because I'm sure he's telling you, well, you're done. You were once there, but now you're not. You're gone. You're like me. I'm gone. Well, he's gone forevermore. The Lord says that. It's written in blood. But the fact is, is by that same blood, you still have a chance to come into the fold, into the family of God by the precious and holy shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it is the blood that was shed to cover our sins. And it is the same blood that was shed that caused Satan to forever be doomed as well because the, te- the, the keys of death and hell were taken from him at that time. He is just a puppet. He can do nothing that the Lord will not allow him to do. But he does have a purpose, and he does have many followers. So, my friends, today, stop being a follower of Satan and start being a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ because your eternity depends on it. And with that said, my friends, I would like to pray for you right now. And if you would like to say this prayer with me, whether it's a prayer of dedication, rededication, whether it's the first time you've ever received the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, say these words from the depths of your heart. The Lord knows if they're true or not in in your heart. If they ring true to the Lord, then he will change your life. But if you think you're just getting away with something, well, then you're just after the things of your father, Satan, thinking that you can smooth God because it's not going to happen. With that said, my friends, let us pray for the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Lord God, I humbly come before your throne this day, and I bow down. My friends, please repeat these words with me. Lord God, I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and I thank you for sending your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, to pay the price for my sins, that I may come into the family of God. Lord Jesus, I humbly come before your throne this day, and I bow down, spiritually speaking, to say from the depths of my heart, I know that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you have promised. And what you have promised is that if I would ask you with a broken and contrite heart and spirit, that you would receive me into the family of God, that you would forgive my sins if I asked you. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now 
Please forgive me of my sins and make me ever ready to be at your beck and call when you come in the rapture that the world at large will not see. Let me be ready to be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye for all eternity to be your child. And Holy Spirit, I say today, have your way. Help me to know God's word, know it well and know it correctly. Help me bring all things to my remembrance that I have need of when the time of chaos breaks out and in my everyday life. And with that said, Lord Jesus, I say thank you for going to the cross for me because you would have done it for me if I was the only person on the face of this planet. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?